broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Midtown Business Radio. What is up, everyone? It is C.W. Hall, your host here on the Midtown Business Radio Show. Thank you for making us a part of your day. I haven't seen folks from the Atlanta Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce since last year. It's been a whole year <laughs> or a whole well, month. you know. A whole 30 days. It's the third Tuesday <laughs> of the new year, and that means we have AGLCC with us in the studio today. And we have a lot of VIPs from the AGLCC with us in the studio and a cool guest to boot. And today is Tasha Reed. Say hi. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Glad to be on the show. And we have our current vice president, Dan Dunlop, and then our reigning president, Jack Kinley. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone. <laughs> See, you y'all were getting all feisty before we got on air today, and now we're all giggly. And it's like it's like trying not to laugh in church. Right. So I want to get started with, uh, let's get started with Tasha. Tasha, um, tell us a, a little bit about your company. Um, I know that you are um, one of the few or many LGBT BE certified business owners, as well as being a minority business owner and a women business owner. Tell us a little bit about Visionary Services. Uh, well, Visionary Services was created in 2010 with the intention of doing business in the federal market. So in 2013, we had the opportunity to enter the federal market with a unique certification, which is the um, 8A certification, which allows us to get sole source and uh, sole source contracts. And we don't have to bid competitively like some of the other people in the federal market. We had the opportunity to get in that program. That program is a nine-year program and we are going into our fourth year now, and our company is doing awesome. It has helped our um, growth of our company like double in the last three years. So I'm very excited about the program and doing business in the federal market. Now I know you have your uh, your master's in business administration, and you know you're you're very astute. And what is it about project management that kind of pulled you? You know, at what point did you realize? You know, I want to kind of lead projects and. Um, well, if anyone knows me, I'm a former Division One basketball player. So I like teams and project management to me is like putting teams together, putting people together in order to create or win whatever's out there to get the goal done. And so when I had the opportunity to project management, I felt like I was that coach, that point guard, and I was able to put things together and, and put opportunities together in order for people to go out and win and build in those winning teams. So that's what excites me most about the whole federal market. Now, I know you used to do business with a lot of Fortune 100 companies. Can you mention any of them or can you talk about some of the companies that you that you worked with? Yeah, actually, I have the opportunity of working with Verizon right out of college. And I was in um, business um, B2B uh, sales for them, sales and marketing. That's where I gained a lot of my experience that I use currently in my business development in my own company. And I think that's why my company has thrived so well is because business development is a key component because you have to bring in revenue. You have to bring in new business in order to grow. I'm curious about what the 8A certification. For folks who aren't familiar with that, can you talk a little bit about it? Because it sounds like it really made a difference for your business when you were trying to get into the space that you're serving. Yeah. So this is a unique certification that you have to go through a strenuous um, process um, where you submit all of your information to the federal government and they do background checks. And it's a certification um, that's 
basically mandated through our government for minority-owned businesses. Actually, we just had one of our uh, LGBT companies, one, we just had one of our LGBT uh, t companies certified through the 8A program for dis- disadvantaged minority-owned businesses. Um, she's out of D.C., and we're currently, uh, we actually put in for a project together, a large contract, and we're looking forward to winning together and working in a federal space. Now, is that minority only, or is it any of the disadvantaged business enterprise certification would qualify? Well, it, it will be anyone that they feel like is at a disadvantage in order to get business in the federal market. Okay, and so, you have to so maybe even your story. wounded veterans, for example, women-owned businesses qualify as disadvantaged businesses. So I just wanted to clarify so someone didn't say, oh, I, don't, I'm, I, I shouldn't apply. No, actually, um, there are several different certifications. Okay. Um, one is woman-owned certification. Uh, one is the service disabled veteran gotcha. uh, certification. And they have these different categories, which are all important. And if you can qualify for each one of them to have them and um, take those uh, certifications into the government space, the agencies like those certifications because they get points. Got it. And each of these certifications from the minority-owned, the women-owned, the uh, LGBTBE, uh, the government uh, certification that you have, each of these, you do have to provide data. You have to yes. provide, you have to, you know, so you can't just say, hey, I'm a, I'm a woman, therefore I should be a woman-owned minority or owned business. You have to actually provide, you know, documentation. Documentation is pretty extensive, all of them? Um, yes, pretty much. Um, the woman-owned is a fairly new one that they have implemented because they're, a lot of these programs weren't able to get like sole source contracts or have a, mentor-protege agreements together, but now they have created that. Now that that's been created, you know, that process is going to be strenuous on who they let into the programs and who are allowed to participate. Nice. I'm just curious what your differentiators are, you know, when when someone's looking to you versus one of your competitors, what do they see as one of your advantages? I think one of the advantages I have as a company, I don't limit myself to one state. Uh, Right now I'm doing um, business in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. I'm in Salt Lake, Utah. I'm in Miami, Florida. And I have been able, like with that whole basketball mindset, creating teams, creating partnerships where just it don't limit me to a certain area where I can go and um, actually um, over in Korea too, building relationships so that I'm to take my business beyond Georgia. So that's, that's pretty fantastic to have that kind of reach. Yes. And, and that gives you just that much more depth of experience. Uh, to draw from. So here we are in January of 2017. Um, when you look ahead of the next 12, 6 to 12 months, when do you see some of your initiatives this coming year? Well, I actually have a few um, nice size for, uh, federal projects that we have bid, bid on that we're waiting to hear from uh, this year, which will de- definitely take my company from another double in revenue. Um, so I'm excited to hear back from the agencies on these contracts which is going to help my company grow in capacity. Uh, we all we uh, currently have 17 employees um, looking to grow and get those numbers up and uh, bring on some key players uh, for our core office here in Atlanta, Georgia. So I know with what you do, you know there there is competition in the in the market space, right? Yes. So yes. what is it that if if people are looking to partner with you, and we're talking kind of a tier one, tier two, tier three type of partnerships, why would um, someone look at your company versus looking at, you know, someone else? I think the biggest thing in business, and I think we all about uh, we all know about this, it's not what you know, it's who you know. It's about relationships. 
And I think I bring group relationships to the uh, the table, not just, like I said, the ones that I built here in Georgia, but I have a knack for going out and just meeting people and sitting down and bringing people to the table to make things happen. So I think that has been my strength. And um, that's the differentiator that Visionary brings to the table uh, when it comes to doing business with other people. Now, I know that how do I say this? I've been stalking you on Facebook uh, <laughs> when I knew that you were coming in today. So I, I noticed that you were in another country a couple of weeks ago, um, very, very far away. You were in Korea and it looked like you were giving presentations. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me a little bit about what you were doing in Korea? How did that come about? What was the experience like? And did you eat good food? Oh, the food was, <laughs> the food was awesome. <laughs> I ate so much, I, just, I didn't know what to do when I got back. Uh, but no, uh, that whole experience came about. I'm a, a part of GCA, which is the General Con- Contractors Association, which is headed off by Abraham. And Abraham has been working closely with me for the last eight years. But since I've been in the program, he has been doing his thing of uh, like reaching out to people outside of Georgia to build relationships. And so the Korean government actually contacted him and said, hey, we're looking for 10 good companies here in um, the United States to all expense paid trip to Korea uh, for us to come over there and get introduced to some of the people that's doing business in their federal market. So that's how that whole experience came about. We had the opportunity. My company was selected. I was able to go over there and sit down with some of the Korean um, entrepreneurs and business owners over there who are currently doing mar- uh, market uh, business in the federal market. And we ch- exchange some ideas and even uh, exchange a MOU, a memorandum of uh, understanding that we will continue to work to build this relationship and do business with each other, either in Korea or in the United States together. Now, do you do, is your firm primarily just focusing on the government or would you do kind of project management with non-government agencies? Um, yes, I am open to non-government agencies. I just uh, enjoy the government space because of the certification I have currently and it limits my competition so that my company can grow in order to play with the big dogs. Nice. And speaking of playing with the big dogs, <laughs> you were a big dog. Uh, and I'm just curious how you've used the, your platform a professional as a professional athlete to inspire, encourage, to, you know, just to really uh, make differences in those initiatives. I'm just curious how you've used your, your platform. Um, any opportunity just like today to get in front of the people, to speak, to talk uh, about my experiences, uh, how basketball has played a, a key role in my life and how it has inspired me to understand those key elements and those key things that I've learned are just s- such a um, such a thing I can apply into my business now. I, I, I say I, I need to put out a book that says business and basketball and how they correlate because there's so many things that I've learned in basketball that I'm using now in business. And it's just that work ethic, that commitment, that just never give up, we got to win type of attitude that I have taken for basketball. And I, I look forward to continuing to use it. Well, I thank you for being here. I know um, as as with you being one of the AGLCC members and just watching you, you know, I certified I certified her business, mm-hmm. LGBT. I, that's how we met. Yeah. Oh, yes. wow. Yeah. I'm that like, is one of your you? claims to fame. I think <laughs> yes. I, I get I, that now. <laughs> I certified her business uh, two, three, four. It was a while ago. Yes, yeah, like yeah. three, four years yeah. ago. 
Yeah. For years now. Yeah. And and she is, you know, just watching what has happened with her company over the years. You know, it's like, wow, just the, the power of networking, the power of just grinding it out. And it's just been absolutely fascinating watching you um, just just do what you're doing. So if people want to get in touch with you um, and talk to you about your business or if they have inquiries, what email address or how should they reach out to you? Uh, my website is www.visionaryservices.com. Dot net. And if you like to email me, you can email me at Tasha, T-A-S-H-A, at VisionaryServices.net. All right. Now, Mr. Dunlop, how are you? I'm well, thank you. Good, good, good. So um, tell us something new about what's going on with, with Dunlop Productions this year. Wow. Um, you know, January is a, like a real page turn for us. We been looking at expanding and and as I looked at the forecasting for for 17 and beyond uh, I felt like it was the right time to um, you know look for a space you know we've been kind of we work a lot on the road but when we're here in town we wanted to have a, a more of a presence and so uh, uh, middle of December we we located a building in the uh, I call the production row of a Howl Mill uh, in that area and we have a, a building that's all ours and we um, now our offices are there our creative suites are there um, we've got some some special things with uh, some some smaller video projects and also some um, uh, band rehearsal area so we have a whole new place now with the band rehearsal area I know um, I kind of took a, a little bit of a mini tour with you which you can see online somewhere <laughs> yeah. um, I did that mini tour with you and um, and you you mentioned you really emphasized on the, the the areas for the bands to practice, right? Right. And why is that such a big thing? You know, right now, as far as 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 bands having a place to practice. I mean, what's wrong with garages? Yeah, no, the garages are all fine, and and you know, uh, everyone needs a garage in there at some point. But you know, it's interesting. There's been a there's been a decline of available rehearsal spaces in Atlanta over the last uh, year, sixteen months. Uh, we we experienced the same thing when we had we have our band the the uh, GNS band and we couldn't find a, a a place that was affordable but was also kind of centralized, and um, so we created that's one of the reasons I uh, wanted to find a standalone building so we could make noise whenever we needed to and wanted to, um, and so this uh, facility is now set up as a stage uh, with lighting and about the same size of a stage, the whole backline gear for bands that they use along with the PA bands can basically just come in there plug and go. Uh, they don't have to bring their kit, the drum kits, and all that kind of stuff. We have all the amps, so basically, we're 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 our, our band rehearsal room. Uh, we're calling Studio D um, is available for uh, for uh, re- uh, leasing and renting for for bands who just want to have a a good quality rehearsal um, and uh, be able to take their craft to the next level. So, what about um, neighbors? Don't complain about the noise, the sound levels, or anything. What have you done to to make sure you're not getting any complaints? Well, that's one of the beauties of being in a, a building that was built in the 30s, they actually use real materials. So it's, uh-huh. it's, a, it's a real solid brick structure. Uh-huh. And uh, we've actually cranked up our music pretty loud and and go we went stand outside and we were pretty pleased. And we've also insulated the room from okay. outside noises. So we, we're double, we're suspended and built it. So do, can people film there also? Um, yeah. Or is it just musicians? Like who else can use Studio D? Right. So that's the, that's the second part of, of what we do also is just some smaller um, video production. So testimonial marketing videos, things that just kind of require one or two people uh, on against a backdrop. 
we are lit and set ready for that um you know a lot, a lot of the other projects are you know wouldn't hold that but you know sometimes you just need that place to go to kind of to do some marketing videos or testimony or whatever it might be that you want to get your message out and um and a little bit we're going to be talking about uh uh Emma knows money in a little bit and uh and so we we actually will be doing some podcasts uh, from there as well. So really? very excited about that. So, yeah, <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait to hear more about it. I'm going to, I'm going to, you're going to all going to know. About it in a few so minutes. with your studio, is it a bit open to the public or is it just members? Like who, who can no, rent space? Anyone who can, can. Lease space? Anyone can, anyone can. And uh, very easily to do that is just to uh, make contact with us. And we have a, a email address by the best way. And that's uh studio D at dunlopproductions.com and like that's d-u-n-l-o-p productions.com repeat that again sorry yeah studio d at dunlop productions it's a lot of d's in that it is yeah. yeah well thank you dan thank you and i'm looking forward to your presidency too dan is our mm-hmm. uh is our current vice president and incoming wait did i say that right our current vice president incoming president may 4th 2017 looking forward to it yeah we're gonna we're gonna have a party Yes, we are. Yeah. We are going to have a party. <laughs> drinks are on me. <laughs> Jack. Uh, For Dan. I'll, I'll hold oh, Dan's oh, okay. drinks. I, I saw the happy face in a different place. So, okay. So, uh, Mr. Kinley, I was um, on Facebook recently and it oh, told no. me who I have the most pictures with. Oh. And it wasn't my son. <laughs> it wasn't my wife. No, it wasn't. She's in some of them. She's in many of them. Well, photobomb photo queen. Photobomb queen. She's in <laughs> most of them. But I had the most pictures that I've taken in the last few years with this guy. That's We've pretty been good. pretty close. Yeah. Connected yeah. almost at the hip for the last couple of years. And it has been an absolute pleasure um, working with you as part of the chamber. You know, I feel like my time is coming, you know, coming to an end. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just from, you know, being with you in Vegas and, Looking at you at the airport and realizing, man, this guy is is more than just a jokester, more than just a creative person. Like just listening to you that weekend and talking with you that weekend made me think that, man, I want this guy by my side as uh, my vice president because I think that he's going to have the vision to take things the, the the you know a step forward. One mm-hmm. of the downsides of being a president is you can't accomplish all the things you set out to, right. but who can continue um, pushing the organization to that next level, and that's. When I looked around, I saw Jack and I thought, this guy is just, you know, way ahead of the curve. And he taught me how to hashtag that weekend, too. (laughs) That was a big thing. He knows technology. (laughs) It's not pound. Hashtag selfies. Yes. (laughs) So my first hashtags were with Jack and my first selfies I also took with Jack. So, Jack, with, 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 you know, looking at your, you know, presidency, looking at 2016, you know, we're going into 2017. What are some of the things that the chambers accomplished since you took over? Yeah, um, thanks. You know, obviously I share that sentiment. And one of the, before I move into all the accomplishments, you know, one of the great surprises of of this role and, and of this chamber, um, not just between you and I, obviously, you know, we did cement a much stronger, deeper friendship through the work we've done together. And I'm really grateful for that. I say it as frequently as I can. One of the great joys of this chamber is that it relationships are, are the, the lifeblood of this chamber. It's not always all business. Um, it is very personable, very authentic. And, and those things really do translate into, they, they translate into our mission and our purpose, the exchange of commerce and compelling each other, lifting each other up 
financially, but also personally and socially in, in ways that I never expected. This board shares deep bonds and we've helped each other through some really hard times. I, I, can, I would look around at our full board and know that each one of us stumbles in some way, shape or form um, in our personal lives. And it's this board that grabs your hand and holds you up. And and that's that's a rare and, and very special gift. So yeah, 2016 was just, I mean, everybody at the table just took a punch to the gut. But right. the, the, the coolest thing about it is we all held each other's hands and just helped each other get through it. Mm-hmm. It was it was incredible. I realized how close I was to everybody and how much everybody loved me in 2016. More yeah. so than ever, but it was like beyond the surface, shallow, you know, associate level. It was, these are my people. Yeah. This year at New Year's Eve, there was that whole trending um, behavior of this year, let's just close the door on it and move on. Um, everything about this whole year stunk and, and um, not true at all. Um, I agree with you. Yeah. So this year was a great year. It was a turbulent year. Um, I don't know if you follow the Chinese Zodiac. It was the year of the monkey. And when I was excited, my company is Lab Monkey Communications. So I thought, how can I spin this from a marketing perspective? And and if you follow it, the uh, underlying current of the year of the monkey is a year of turbulent change. I would say you ace that year of the monkey. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and turbulent change can be great. It can be scary. It can be negative. Um, and I think we all experienced a little bit of that. But uh, in terms of the chamber, I would say it was mostly great. 2016 was the year that we put out there that we were looking for platinum level sponsors. And we got really thoughtful about what's the exchange? What do we bring to the table for these larger corporations? Um, how do we sweeten the pot? How do we better service them and stay in alignment with our mission to serve the needs of our smaller business members and individuals? You know, we started shopping that out, you know, put that out there and said, this is where we're going. And, and this is why we need a platinum sponsor to achieve some of these larger objectives going forward. Um, it was a big step for our chamber. We had done all the work to solidify who we are on the, you know, the back end in terms of delivery and honoring our commitments to um, getting your name out there, promoting you as a partner, helping you fulfill your specific needs, whether that's um, talent recruitment, um, marketing, you know, getting out there and meeting your other corporate partners here in Atlanta. We really did ace that delivery and it was time to sort of expand it a little. So in 2016, we saw our first two uh, platinum sponsors come on board. And it's been fun to see sort of the competitive spirit evolve between our corporate partners. Uh, first Data, I should go ahead and just call them by <laughs> call name. Them, call them Thank out. you so much, First Data. Um, they came on as this platinum level partner, but they're really strategic and mindful about not just stroking a check and walking away and saying, yeah, we are this. They actually embody what it means to be a platinum level partner. That's dedication of resources, meaning, you know, space to to host events. It's thinking strategically about how they best serve our member businesses and really working to get their hands into this chamber and get their employees out there face-to-face networking, um, listening to our business members, finding out what their needs are and constructing programs and services to, to help grow things. A few years ago, we transitioned our language from corporate sponsors to corporate partners. And we did that, you know, strategically with the intention of, of putting that out there. Like if you're coming to the table with us, 
it is going to be with us. And we are not asking you to throw money at us and just put money in here and turn your back and walk away. We're asking for money and service. Um, and, and that's a bigger commitment. And uh, it changes the relationship and it goes back to that whole relationship core value of ours um, that touches everything we do at the chamber. So when you look at the programming, you know, you were talking about first data and programming. What are some things that kicked off in 2016 that uh, you're already smiling, that put a big smile on your face? What yeah. are some things that that, that 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 we've done as a chamber that, that, that is making you smile right now? We, um, you know, we think a lot and we're very, we're actually a very strategic group of people. In 2016, you know, every year we do a member survey at the end of the year. And we ask our members, you know, how are, what's working for you? What's not? What are, what are your expectations of this chamber? And, and then we, we get pretty strategic and thoughtful about how do we, you know, tweak this, tweak that, invent something new, drop something old. What are we going to have to do to really knock this out of the park for another year? And in 2016, it was obvious that um, procurement, you know, contracts, business, put, put me in the right room with the right person to create that spark and let me sell. Um, so in 2016, we created what we call our Procurement Spotlight Series. That really just blew the doors off of our reputation. It spoke volumes to our members. Um, Cox Communications hosted our first one in this beautiful space. I mean, basically a ballroom, um, fantastic food, uh, which is always important for a networking event. Um, also booze. But they did more than that, you know, and that's what what's starting to really lift our, our our brand and our reputation up and really draw more people to to play in this pool with us. They were very thoughtful and targeted about the executives and the managers and principals who they invited to be in the room and were very thoughtful about telling those folks, you know, specifically what their task was that night. You are here to represent yourselves as buyers. You are here to communicate what you buy, who you buy from, to listen to these people and to find these people in the room. We did our part. We told our members, the buyers will be there. Arrive ready to talk about how you sell to these larger corporations. Be ready to learn what hoops you need to start jumping through and start jumping. We also did a shark tank, which um, mm -hmm. I'm sitting beside the winner <laughs> of the shark tank, uh, Dan Dunlop. Dunlop Productions did a great pitch that night. And is ready to do business and is a, you're doing business with Cox Communications, Absolutely. correct? It's been a great, great ride. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'd had Georgia Power, who was also one of our, you know, first guests on this show. They did a procurement spotlight and um, they had people in the room who were tier one, you know, at different levels. And they were just able to speak about um, the different things that happened. And again, food was great. Everything was great. And they had the right people in the room as well. What else happened with the AGLCC in 2016 that should put a smile on your face? Any new additions? So much. It's almost not a new addition, but we welcome back past president Sheila Merritt in a new role because of the success and growth that we're having with our corporate partners. You know, it was integral and vital to the um, ongoing success of the chamber that someone keep an eye on all the promises we've made that we help our corporate partners get into this game. It's a bit like a game of double dutch. If you, It's a little unnerving to know where to start and who the point person is going to be. And we knew we needed to dedicate specific resources to listening, to 
guiding and, and following up. And Sheila is our corporate partner relationship manager. Um, her specific task is to let corporate partners know how to partake and participate with this chamber, um, but also to honor you know the commitments we make after um, we've agreed to the corporate partnership terms. You know, you get X number of tickets. Are you taking advantage of those? You get as many e-blasts to the group. Are you taking advantage of that? Are there things that we haven't heard from you that need to be voiced? She's really good at that. She brings that whole, that higher level experience from the past president role into these individual conversations so that, um, you know, I'm a really lucky president of this chamber. You know, the (laughs) chamber has grown and grown and grown. And it has a major milestone was when we hired our general manager, Jennifer Lutz. And Jennifer is amazing at a lot of the day-to-day, and she's really focused on member services. But we didn't have that next-tier level support of corporate partner relationship management until Sheila, and that task previously rested entirely on the president, which means president isn't looking at the entire organization. So we pulled in Sheila to help alleviate some of that, you know, some of the tactical day-to-day that it takes just to set up a meeting. Um, That's a tremendous service. But Every corporate partner should feel like they have our ear and a direct prioritized inlet into the chamber. And Sheila is that ear and, and she does help us prioritize and stay on task that way. Yeah, I, I think one of the things that uh, I've used this word when I talk about Sheila, who I'm, I'm a huge fan of, but she's offered this level of concierge service to our to our um, uh to our partners, to our corporate partners. And and so that uh, nothing falls through the cracks with her. That's also an endorsement for future corporate partners to know that we're going we're gonna to keep you informed and we're going to keep you connected. And it's not just a, a check and, and a walk away. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that's such a great commitment. I almost can't remember life before Sheila. In this world. <laughs> you, you don't want to remember. <laughs> don't, I know. Yeah, you know. I remember it. Yeah. You have no. <laughs> I'm remember. a very lucky president. <laughs> yes, you are. I've, I've watched, you know, multiple past presidents build this chamber into something that um, there's still a lot to manage. And as we grow, there's more to manage. But uh, I think we've got the infrastructure in place and and, and a, a stronger understanding of where we're going to go together. So um, what's happening on Fourth Friday this month? This month, our Fourth Friday is our annual membership drive. Um, it is free, which is exciting. It is hosted at the Four Seasons Bar Margo, which is super exciting. Um, I don't know. We we met with them a while back, and uh, I, I confessed to them at the at the time, first time I ever stepped foot in the Four Seasons in Atlanta. I live here. I don't typically go to hotels, and now I'm I have a new love affair with uh, <laughs> the Four Seasons. It's a beautiful space. I can't convince my husband to go to Bar Margo with me yet, but he's going to be at a membership drive yeah, on we'll Fourth Friday. Him. And he's going to fall in love too. It is a great spot. It, it, it is. is. It's beautiful. And the food is amazing. They they catered um, as one of the participants in our Out in the Kitchen event, our annual holiday event. Oh my goodness. Such amazing, amazing food. food. So the membership drive this fourth Friday is from 530 to 730. And it is intended to give people who you know want, want this experience of, of networking with this chamber of commerce, but are a little nervous about what it might be. It's intended to give them a completely free taste of what it's like. It is one of our biggest events of the year. Uh, registrations are ticking up really quickly. I am I am shocked. Um, that's one of the one of the wins for 2016 is how many sellout events we've had. 
we're learning to manage these new expectations in terms of turnout. And, and when you have that quote unquote problem, the benefit is the amount of, of contacts you're able to make, um, everything you need in that room. And, um, I'm really excited about some of the new members I know will be there. Um, Hector, our contractor, (laughs) um, he's a great guy. He will be there and he's bringing a lot of new people. Um, Bruce, our social secretary, BBL coordinator, he, he's got, he's got his ear to the ground of, you know, who knows who and who needs to talk to each other. And that's sort of the role of this chamber. And with 175 and counting people in the room, it's going to be a spectacular event. Definitely. We hope to see you there too. That sounds great. <laughs> Bar Margo, there you go. I'll buy you a drink. <laughs> yeah, I'll drink it. <laughs> so, Jack, how can, if people want to find out more, how do they register for the uh, Fourth Friday? Um, just go to atlantagaychamber.org. It should be on the top left side. There's a listing of our um, next five events. Just click that link, register, and show up, and it'll be fun. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah. One quick thing. If you have any apprehension about networking, one of the things that we do really well is, you know, it's never fun to go to a new space and, and meet new people. You're, there's always that it, that hurdle of, oh my goodness, who am I going to meet? Is it going to be weird? Is it going to be awkward? Um, if you are feeling any of that, just say, hey, it's my first time here. Who should I meet? Mm-hmm. Ask that when you register it or when you sign in at the door we make it a priority to make it a comfortable, enjoyable, and productive experience for everyone that comes to our events. You know, I'm sitting here and I'm, there's a word that just keeps coming to my mind and that's imprinting. You know, Jack, you have had an imprint on this chamber from your leadership and it's, uh, it's, it, it'll be talked about for years. I mean that, I mean, it's been a really pivotal year. Thank you. And, oh, yeah. and Emma across the table here from me, you, you've imprinted, uh, and, and, uh, on countless ways and, and just even the influence you had with Jack's pregnancy and then, then yours prior to. So, I mean, I'm really, really grateful for, for the influence you've had, but when you're not imprinting on the AGLCC, you are doing some amazing work um, that really changes and influences people's futures. And um, I know that you are a certified financial planner, which is a, a, a very acute distinction when it comes in, in the wealth management world. And so tell us a little bit about your work at FS wealth management and uh, maybe what a, what are your target clients? What I do at FS Wealth Management, I'm a certified financial planner, and uh, CFP is the gold standard in uh, financial advi- in the financial advisory world. I work with uh, the sandwich generation, and so sandwich generation is, you know, it's not just people who like to eat, you know, it's not foodies, but it's people who are kind of trapped in between their aging parents and possibly their boomerang children. And so what I set out to do is, and, it, and you know, with the boomer generation being as large as it is, uh, a lot of boomers didn't save for retirement. You know, they also come from a world where they didn't, they don't talk about finances. They don't talk about certain things. You know, you don't talk about sex. You don't talk about finances. You don't talk about these things. And so what I help my clients do is, is handle the, the emotional drain of helping your aging parents or boomerang kids, um, the financial burden, and then setting boundaries with both your parents and your kids so that it doesn't suck you under um, at the same time. And so as over the last few years, I've had more and more clients uh, come back or come to me and say to me, you know, how do I make sure my parents have long-term care? How do I make sure my parents have a will? How do I make sure? And so a lot of what I'm doing now 
I hate the word organically, but it literally happened organically because there is a need there and people keep asking me the same questions. And so if these people are asking me, I know what's happening with other people. Yeah. And you've always, and when I've ever heard you talk about your work, there's this, there's an element of passion that comes through. I'm just curious, where does that come from? What is, why is this subject, why is this area of work just so important to you? Well, I think everybody goes through stuff. 10 or so years ago, my grandmother passed away. I just remember how my family reacted to things because nobody knew anything. I felt it was, you know, my grandmother was one of the most organized people in the world. But when you're organized and then other people are stressing because they're grieving, they don't necessarily think straight. And when you're not thinking straight, you make mistakes and you start to revert back to how you were as a child. And so I witnessed my aunts, my parents, just kind of going back to being teenagers. And I was very, you know, just thrown off by it. And so my thing is, you know, how do we prevent that? We love our families. If you love your family, then you have an obligation to tell them how to help you as you age. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know, I I know a little bit of something that's on the horizon for 17. And uh, I think it's time to kind of let the cat out of the bag when it comes to something. Uh And uh, so there's a new podcast that you've been experimenting with. And if you could see her set up here in the studio today, she's got a tripod and her camera. This this, this lady is equipped. Mobile studio. She is. Absolutely. Um, and if I could share the name and then you maybe can explain it, but uh, okay. I love the name. This would work on, this would work on, on national broadcasts. Emma knows money. I just That's think right. it just, it just flows right off the tongue. Tell us about it. That, that came from when I grew up, um, um, there was a uh, brokerage firm called E.F. Hutton. You know, when E.F. Hutton talks, everyone listens. And that's my initials, E.F. So I used to run around, basically tell people to be quiet because I was speaking. <laughs> um, and E.F. Hutton was also one of the, the the first places where I did my first transaction, financial uh, investment world transactions. I, you know, was looking for something that would command as much attention as when E.F. Hutton talks, still playing on that, but, you know, make it mine and uh, came up with um, Emma Knows Money. That's wonderful. Yeah. So how would, how would we find you? Um, well, I only have two subscribers. Uh, one is my mother and the other one is you. I haven't really told any. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else is interested in it. And, and it's not, uh, I only have a few videos there, but I'm on YouTube. I have a YouTube channel. Uh, the website should be up relatively soon. EmmaKnowsMoney.com. The YouTube channel is out there. And I'm going to be doing a couple of different things. I'm going to be doing um, a show called Timely Talk. Uh, with a friend of mine, Andrew Snorton. And it's a show about nothing yet everything at the same time. We're going to be talking about things that are important to uh, the inclusive community. And by inclusive community, I mean LGBT, minorities, women, just people who are beyond the immaturity of stereotyping. Different things that come up that we may want to talk about. Um, and it's beyond just complaining. Every once in a while, we're actually going to sprinkle in solutions. So if you're upset with a politician who knows about something, well, this is what you do. You write to the politician, you call them, you drop them an email and just don't tell them that you're upset. Tell them what you think they should do or give them another side to think about. It's not just, you know, just it, it's trying to 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 make things a little bit better. Be creative, come up with some solutions. Don't just don't just complain. Yeah. Well, you know, I've always believed that those who are thought leaders uh, out in front are oftentimes top of mind as well when it comes to those connections. And I, uh, I think it's great. I, I, you have, you have a wealth pun intended of knowledge. Um, and it's, I think it's, you've got a great forum to, uh, to kind of get that going. Yeah. And then I'll also be doing a a show called sandwich talk. Uh, and it, it, 
could be about food, but it's about the sandwich generation. And I'm just going to be talking about the things that uh, people um, in in that generation, what we need to be talking to our parents and our kids about. You know, um, I call it um, uh, responsible boomeranging. So, for instance, if you let your kid move back into the house after college, you know, having them pay rent having them pay for utilities, you know, letting them know how long they can stay with you if they're in the house to save money, you know, living with you to save money. You get to check their bank account statement to make sure that they're actually saving money and not racking up debt and, you know, things like that, just so that, you know, everybody's still okay with each other. And the same thing with parents. If I'm going to be responsible for helping you, we kind of need to have a conversation, but starting that conversation off like, so there'll be videos of me talking about those first conversations that you have to broach the subject, the keys, you know, <laughs> what time is a good time to start taking the keys away from your parents? <laughs> Can I pick you up from the airport? No. <laughs> you know, so those are the types of things. And then um, I'll be doing stuff. Um, I'll be interviewing some other business people that have to do with the sandwich generation that provides services, you know, um, accountants, um, um, elder care attorneys, dentists, you know, doctors, things like that. Because when as our parents start to age and things start happening, we don't know the questions to ask or who to turn to sometimes. Yep. Well, we are very excited at Studio D to have uh, the, these uh, tapings start happening here uh, yeah. this week. Yeah, and I so, found a home. Yeah, that's was, great. Well, we're, was... we're excited to have you. And maybe one day we'll have a studio audience, you know, that can ask oh. questions. You know, we'll take the whole live on air questions. There's, I see all kinds of things in your future, but you could handle yeah. it all. Yeah. An audience. Can you imagine us with an audience? <laughs> you live for an audience. I can. Wow. <laughs> 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 I can imagine it. <laughs> Uh, no, we're excited for you. Well, I'm I'm very yeah. excited. Yeah. Um, you know, I did a tour with Dan last week or the week before, and everything it just made perfect sense. So uh, instead of I won't be using my my office anymore, but it's still okay. Not my office, my business office. Oh. I'm not a, not you, man. It's all good. <laughs> You're gonna spruce it up a bit. Take it to the next level. Taking it to the next level. Yeah, definitely taking it up to. The oh, next you level. mean for your for, for my your, podcast? I see. Yes, yes, yeah. definitely. Gotcha. gotcha. So I want to, I guess, thank everybody for being here today. If you've not done so already, in the upper left-hand corner of the show page, you'll see the Apple logo there. That'll take you over to the iTunes store where the podcast lives. Make sure you subscribe to us. That way, each week when the new episode comes out, it's downloaded to your device so you can check it out whenever it's convenient for you. And this is all about getting the word out. Everybody likes to do the good things on, on social media. Well, this is a good thing you can do. Click share on the podcast you might just be putting information out either about somebody that you care about or for somebody that you care about that ends up making a big difference for them. So click share for us, tell people about it and uh, recommend some great businesses for us to feature here on the Midtown Business Radio Show. We would love to have your recommendation. Everybody in the studio, it's always fun. I'm really enjoyed getting to know all the folks from AGLCC and becoming a member as I have and being able to help get the word out about all the cool things that they're doing for the business community as well. Look forward to having you guys in in a few weeks here. Definitely. Thanks, CW. Yeah, Always thank good you. Being in the studio. Everybody out there who made us a part of your day today, thanks so much. We really appreciate you. Can't wait to see you next time.